2: Hey, everybody. It's Wednesday night. It is time for Tech Vibe Radio. It's Jonathan Kirsten. And this is Audrey Russo. I still always keep saying this, man. It's just, it's this special time where we get to talk and have storytelling and get in front of cool people and talk about things that are going on in Pittsburgh. I do not get tired of it. We've been doing this for like 13 or 14 years now, like nonstop. And you have
1: been. been? I haven't.
2: No, I think it's, you're on the like the, the twelve year mark with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: You joined up on the whole tech vibe radio thing. And like, you know, I just I just it just blows my mind that like I don't get tired of telling Pittsburgh stories because I
1: know. I don't well the thing is you don't get tired of telling stories because the th- it's really about humanity. Yeah, exactly. It's about business and humanity. That's where that's personally my love and my intersection. And that's what gets my juice. And not, you know, there are certain people who think it's, it's, there's a humanity side. Mine is about just, you know, if you go back to, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs and making sure that people have safety and they have housing and they have food and they have all these things until you get to the point where you have all those building blocks and you're developing and you're self-actualizing and what's your impact on your brief little time that you're on this planet. Yeah. And if we don't normalize and equalize the opportunities, then we stink. And that's where we are now. Right. In the US. We're on this, this evolution that, you know, whether it's cyclical, whether it's seasonal, whether it's historical, we're not in a great place. And know, you know? We, lost, we lost our way. Yeah. We lost our way. And, you know, we can look back and figure out all the reasons why. We could say it's happened for thousands of years and it's just, we're living it right now. But for whatever those reasons are, we are here right now. And now is the time for us to look ahead. So what does it mean to look ahead? Like for me, Pittsburgh is a, I've always tried to make Pittsburgh, think of Pittsburgh as a place that's, that's a place that's, that has a, a seat at the global table. And we have worked really hard as a region to, to try to do that with the expansion of the airport, which has been unbelievable. The uh, the amount of companies that have incredible ideas, the amount of innovation and smart people that are highly educated per capita that actually live here. But in the course of that journey, us and many other places, we we lost our way a little bit. And the pandemic probably, you know, forced us to look at that, look at who's, who's got what and who doesn't, yeah. the amount of unemployment that this region and the state have seen is unprecedented. And then we get paired with the atrocities that continue to happen across the black community. And, you know, you, you sort of take all that and it becomes like this combustion that you can't ignore. At least I can't ignore it.
2: And you're not and- ignoring it, man. You're diving in like straight, straightforward on this
1: well yeah but it feels it feels delayed it feels delayed and what jonathan's talking about is that i just asked our membership who are leaders and founders to join me in just coming together to maybe figure out like just three things that we can do collectively and just take action and and measure it figure out a way to measure it now i don't know what all those things are but all i know is that at the tech council we're the intersection of what i would say commerce and humanity and I think something great will happen out of that, but it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to change overnight. I just feel like such
2: good things can happen, though, if you're because you're, you're convening like all the stakeholders in Pittsburgh's tech sector, and these are some smart women and men. And I just feel like if we can get some of these minds together at a table, virtually through Zoom, however we have to do it, like I just think crazy things start to happen and good things. And so I just think this is a good first step towards not just saying, oh, that's a shame, but to saying, no, here's some things we can all start doing to start building a better community for everybody that's hanging out here in Pittsburgh.
1: We just, honestly, we just cannot tolerate racism of any type. Zero. It's got to be a zero tolerance. Zero tolerance. And in honor of Paul O'Neill, who was running alcohol when I came to Pittsburgh and he's been at the helm of all things safety and worked for the Treasury Department. And if you don't know who Paul O'Neill is, just definitely look up on Google and see what he actually contributed to this earth. Right. I feel so sad that he died during this period of time of the pandemic, because I feel like he would have so much wisdom in terms of us leading ourselves out of this thing. But that's, that's, that's hindsight. Yep. We, we are at an, another inflection point. We just are. And the amount of issues and dissent and persecution that have been allowed to occur is we just have to have zero tolerance, zero. That means you can't, you can't hang out with people who have a belief of inequity. You can't, you can't have them on your team. You can't. And so it's, I use the parallel of safety, I can't be around someone who has no regard for my safety on my team. And whether that's, you know, environment, you know, you know, situational, whatever it may be, we can't have that tolerance. It's zero. And we have to say those things out loud. And we have to understand that that is so systemic that we overlook it at every turn. You know, we, you and I, take for granted that we can go out at night and take a walk you can go walk your two serious dogs that are aggressive and no one stops you right We're if, you, me that's why. <laughs> if you are an african-american male in your neighborhood you know who knows right exactly are little things that that we just each and every day right and so we have to have zero tolerance uh, as as white people so <laughs> you know it's a profound period of of, of just being so somber, and I want us to I want us to rise to the occasion.
2: Going to that's that's why I'm excited because I know when these things come up, and I see the passion behind what you're bringing to this, and the people that you know who're going to bring the passion that's behind this. I'm just putting my bets in the fact that something good's going to come out of this. So I, I think it's I think something awesome's going to come out of what has been a really terrible situation so far. And, um, well,
1: like I, I appreciate your optimism I think we both have to embrace yes.
2: zero tolerance absolutely I agree with you I agree with you so what I have a lot of tolerance for Audrey is good old-fashioned storytelling let me tell you right now you got some no, great you're
1: really good at that you're really good at finding the nuggets of goodness in a story
2: we have Chris and- coming on from agile uh, agile rising today I mean this guy has some great insight on how to be a better leader, how to you know, make decisions quick, how to be an organizer, how to be a team leader, all the important skills you need right now when you're pivoting your company. I think it's, I'm so excited to have them. Craig Pritz coming on from my benefit advisor. We partner up with these guys. This is the time you got to be thinking about your benefits for your staff. And we got some great benefits to talk about. And Audrey, my one mic stand has been on fire with our side show we're doing with interviews. I have Luke Sperman Little snippet from our one mic stand that is, is going to be to uh, on, on the show later today. And he raised thirty five million bucks, you know, and now our
1: some- machine.
2: Yeah, so there's a lot going on, and I think it's an honor for us to tell some of the really cool stories that are happening here in Pittsburgh. And Audrey, I know you're going to be reporting back the progress as, as little as it is as we start, but as progress happens and in inches its way forward, we're going to be reporting that back to everybody as as we can here on Tech Five. That's for sure. We're going to use this as a platform. To, uh, to, to make sure that we're being true to what we're saying, I think. So, yeah. So we're taking a break. We're coming back with more Tech Vibe. This is Jonathan Kirsting.
1: And this is Audrey Russo.
2: We are from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. been doing this kind of crazy fun stuff since, like, 1983, 1984, 1985. We go deep into the 80s, and it's kind of crazy. And that's what we like here on Tech Vibe Radio, being just a little bit crazy. We'll be right back after this quick break. Go to pghtech.org. Hey, everybody. It's Jonathan Kirsting. And it's Audrey Russo. And we are bringing you Tech Vibe Radio. That is absolutely true via our friends at Zoom, because Zoom is how we all live our lives these days, and it's pretty rad. And can- these conversations, Audrey, we have someone who's near and dear to our heart today on the show with us. We have one Craig Pritz from Wow the in the PTC corporate coverage group. Yes, or PTC Benefits, as we now call it, because we evolved the brand. And so what's
1: day- up? Let's introduce Craig. Craig, who are you? Hey!
0: thank you so much. Love being here. Always excited to talk to you guys. Um, yeah, Craig Pritz here, My Benefit Advisor. We're, we're partners in the PTC Benefits, and, and we're just really excited to talk about some cool things going on.
2: Yeah, at the end of the
0: day, Craig, our, our, our members
2: have the, the, the coolest workforces. They got to keep these folks engaged. They got to keep them happy. They got to keep them healthy, and but you can only do that through having awesome benefits. And the PTC benefits has been our, it's been our jam since like 1984, man. Like it, it, when it comes to it and it, it still is our jam and it is literally a deciding factor as to how, why people join a company is having great benefits. And you guys have the best out there. Like I'm not just plugging that. I'm just
0: saying for real. Cause we use them ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. The truth is you guys do have some really cool benefits available for your cool clients.
1: So what does that mean? What do you want to cover today? Cause there's so much that we and can it, cover.
0: Yeah, that, that's true. I think probably the the first thing I'd like to cover is just what's different. What has changed? Mm-hmm. Why is it so much more awesome today than it was a year ago? Yes. Um, and the truth is, you know, it really is. Uh, you talked about 84, the bread and butter and, and all that time. And it really is back to that again. So we've merged with another company. And we did that for the purpose of, of really bringing more benefits to you and your members. Um, we, we kind of bring this concept of of providing benefits a lot like a a company with thousands of employees would receive, but we're bringing that down to companies that you have in the tech, you know, companies that are startups up to, you know, 50, 100, couple hundred. They now can take advantage of. Yes.
1: Small little guys can get awesome benefits. Yeah. Give us some examples. Like give us when people are thinking about benefits, let's not use the word um, too loosely. Describe what those offerings are yeah yeah everybody wanted you know a big
0: discount in the past and and we do have special pricing for tech council members again. Uh, we work with all the insurance companies, but a couple of them will provide your members with special deals that they just can't get elsewhere. So we've got some special pricing in place uh that that's medical, dental vision, life and disability, um, some really amazing products. Uh, some of our products have not gone through any price changes in you know ten plus years. Don't locked in. I don't want to jinx it, knock on wood, Um, but we got great things on that side of it. Uh, We work with every insurance company, but we've got deals that others don't have for your members. What I really think separates it today, though, Audrey, to get more to your point, is is kind of the back room, um, the behind the scenes stuff we're doing. You know, today's kind of a new world right now, and I don't know where we go from here as far as what our future looks like. But a lot of our benefits and tools really are coming into play right now um, with, you know, free HR websites Uh, in today's world. There's a lot of changes. People have to make adjustments to their their handbooks. People are, are curious on how to handle their PPP loans and how to bring back furloughed employees. You know, yeah. maybe hundreds of dollars in calls to attorneys. Let us give you a resource that you can call or you know, email. That's
1: actually a great, a, a great reminder because people who are on our plans get access to a lot of legal information that we might not, um, either we might not know to ask or we don't realize that we don't have to go so far out of our world, but you really have the resources to ask even simple questions quickly. Correct.
0: There's a team via email and phone that's available. And and if you think about what a charge might cost your attorney, even if it's just one question, they're they're probably going to bill you by the hour. Right. Um, We'll get you that call for free.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. So what kinds of questions could people be asking when it comes to that kind of service? You
0: know, there's a lot of confusion in just in the immediate world today with how to handle employees. I'll give you a really great example. Um, I've had to furlough employees. They wanted to use some of their PEO time in the beginning. Now they're on furlough. The state requires me to pay them a certain amount and I want to bring them back, but I don't know how to do all this. And I'm not sure how to coordinate everything so that their PTO, furlough and payment all works out. And then right. if you throw a disability in there, it creates another level of, of how that's does that good. play yeah, That's
1: a really good point. That's a really good point. It's complex. Craig, is yeah, that a little complex? Yeah, These are that- very complex times too. Yeah. And Craig, so even in healthcare, right? I mean, so you have, we have medical benefits in healthcare, but what about some other services? What about like life insurance and, and disability?
0: Yeah, our, we've got a great partner for life and disability. We, we put a package together um, we've had this package. It's built as as a, a pool of your members and it has performed so well over the years that mm-hmm. we've not seen any rate changes, knock on wood again, but really what's what separated it from the competition is we've been able to add a lot of bells and whistles to this, this product. We've been able to look at the tech council as a very, very large group and add benefits for your members that, that maybe they wouldn't get without paying for them or maybe without being of a certain size. So, you know, 50 life group, 50 employees may not get everything that's out there. A two life group certainly would not be able to qualify for all the extra bells and whistles, but through us, they will. And that's on top of special pricing for your members.
1: So if people want to find out more about this, where will they go? That cool new site.
0: Yeah, very cool new site. Um, We've launched a a very neat new website with a lot of resources and information on there. Um, Gets everybody directly to me. That's a great starting point. and at the end of the day, I think probably one of the most important things for, for your members is to realize is there's so many resources that you're bringing to them that there's no cost for. Um, we talk about today's times being interesting, and, and a lot of people are struggling with how to handle open enrollment. What do I do if I can't bring all my employees to the office to give them a stack yeah, right. of exactly. right. Exactly. Um, So we've had to switch that to electronic. Well, the truth is we've had tools in place for a very long time, whether it's us building your open enrollment guidebook or providing you a link for your employees to complete their enrollment electronically. These are all benefits that your members have today. You can find that all if you go to ptc.mybenefitadvisor.com
2: or go to pghtech.org and you look under our benefits thing, there's a link to it. And there's some great new videos that we put up there as well, and it really overlays all the things. I mean, everything from things like our Think HR catalog, which we were talking about earlier, where there's this library of just great information. Whereas you're dealing through these new things that are happening through this whole COVID situation, the information's there, or there's a live person you can call and get the answer right from them. That's part of you just being part of our group. So I think that's, that's right. right now.
0: That's right, and it's always evolving. We're, um you know we may be a day too soon for me to talk about something really exciting, but there's always new products coming tomorrow. I'm learning about a new one. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, we started adding a, a college tuition benefit. An employer wants to provide something above and beyond their medical oh. and vision. They can provide a, a college tuition benefit to their employees. It's a really neat thing. I'm really excited to talk about tomorrow. I'm learning about a new, something we call a PEO. A professional employer organization it's just another avenue that we can take your members and, and bring them health insurance options so always new things evolving um, we encourage everybody to reach out to us there's there's so many things we can do to help He's that's great, great. thank think, you for one solution that fits all
2: it's always something very custom because you guys really meet you learn about what their needs are and what the needs could be in the future and based on that you start putting stuff together and that's why we're just so glad to have you guys as partners in this because without you guys I mean it wouldn't happen and our members just take, it's such a valuable tool to our members. I know the ones that are using it, I know once they're in it, they're like, we're not leaving the stuff ever. Like it's, it's too good
0: <laughs> as far
2: as that is. But Craig, thanks for hanging out with us today. Really great information. And like I said, tell everybody, just go to ptc.mybenefitadvisor.com and everything there actually links right to Craig. And Craig's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. You know, it's, it'll, he'll jump on a Zoom call with you. he yeah, talk right. about all the benefits stuff. And we can start meeting together. He will definitely meet you for coffee. But hopefully you can be doing that in the very near future, Craig. That's for sure. <laughs> I will be there with masks on. <laughs> I love it. Be there with masks on. Craig, you're the best. Hey, we're taking a quick break. This is Jonathan Kirstein.
1: And this is Audrey Russo. The
2: Pittsburgh Technology Council, and we've got the best darn benefits hanging out there with our friends at My Benefit Advisor. that's for sure. Go to pghtech.org to learn more, or go on over to ptc.mybenefitadvisor.com. We're taking a quick break. So much more Tech Vibe coming your way. So glad you're dialed in to the old Tech Vibe radio. This is Jonathan Kirsten.
1: And this is Audrey Russo, and we're not old.
2: We are not old, but we're not young either, so we're somewhere in between.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. okay. <laughs> We have a guest on the show.
2: <laughs> You're just like getting right to it, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: <yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're talking talk about stuff today. We swear to God. But we got a great yeah. guest in front of us today because we've been talking about agile stuff forever, Audrey, and the way it's just become such an important mindset in a way of running business. And I'd say your life. At this point, <laughs> has become just just really brought to the forefront here, and we got Chris Bruce here from Agile Rising. Chris, thanks for hanging out with us today.
1: Yeah, thank you, Chris. I'm glad You're to gonna... be here.
3: Thanks for having me. Absolutely.
2: No,
1: I mean, how do we start? How do we start? I mean, first of course, first of all, tell us about your company.
3: Sure, Agile Rising uh, is a um, uh, is a consulting and coaching company based here in Pittsburgh. Uh, and we f- focus uh, pretty much exclusively on helping uh, customers, large organizations uh, uh, adopt Agile as a means of uh, improving the way that they uh, organize their company, deliver value uh, mm-hmm. quicker, improve quality. Uh, and what I like to say is uh, we help make companies better places to work.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I like that. I
1: think that's yeah. You know, we have been through a lot, even at the tech council. And so I like, I've always liked to think of myself as an agile leader, but, and you know, that's that, whether that's true or not, in terms of your own definition of what agile means in this day and age, you know, the amount of pivots and the amount and the requirement of on people is speed, but speed, speed at the same time as calculation and speed at the same time as understanding your customer and speed at the same time. So the plates are not necessarily running consecutive. They're running concurrent. So where are you in that? Like, so talk about your company and, and what you do in that, in that arena. I would imagine what I'm talking about is something you have a high competency in.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And you touched on a couple really important things there. It's like one, no matter what you're doing, going fast, um, Uh, doesn't matter isn't a good thing may actually be a bad thing Mm -hmm. if you're not going in the right direction if you're not producing the right thing right um, and uh, and you're just going to get yourself in more trouble um, Mm -hmm. if you're going in the wrong direction or if everybody in your organization is going in their own direction right Mm -hmm. Uh, so uh, so everybody wants to you know get their ideas out faster and beat the competition to the market and be able to respond to the market. But that only works if you have a good strategy and you have good alignment um, and you're effective at what you're building and, and ultimately also have quality built in. Um, Mm -hmm. So, uh, but the other thing that you touched on there is right, that, that you think of yourself as an agile leader and, and, and leadership is really the key uh, to having a, a successful strategy and being an effective organization. Um, so uh, we often talk about what we do um, is helping organizations reach their potential, right? We're helping to eliminate the distractions. We're helping limit, eliminate uh, rework and quality issues um, and, um, and going down the wrong path. But the only way an organization can reach its p- potential is if the leaders um, are really high-performing and, mm-hmm. uh, right. and are reaching their own potential. Right? Yep. Uh, so a lot of the work that we do is really focused on working with leaders and executives mm-hmm. on really you know where we start is what's your vision for the organization? Right. What do you want to be really good at? Um, and what should you be focusing on, right? And uh, and if you get the leaders thinking in the right way about how to prioritize and what outcomes they want and what kind of culture they want in their organization, Mm -hmm. now we have a platform to build on to be successful to make that actually happen in their organization.
2: So, Christopher, I remember... We had, we had our first conversation around this on our one mic stand, which was one of our one of our first interviews, and we, it was all about keeping this strategic, and, and making that part of the culture. And I wonder if you can kind of go over some of those key points before we jump into some things like around intent based leadership and looking at the importance of like local partners, and local experts when it comes to doing this type of stuff. Yeah,
3: for sure. So you know, the article uh, uh, that I wrote and what we talked about on on one mic stand um, was was really focused on the importance of leaders coming up with their goals and the outcomes that they want and aligning their strategic process around that. So, um, uh, so you know, often people talk about agile and agility and it and it becomes this very technical thing or very team-oriented uh, mm-hmm. things. And, and there's a lot of guidance and there's a lot of good things that be, can be accomplished um, there. But that kind of goes back to the, you know, if we create a bunch of teams that are really good at building things quickly, uh, but we haven't given them the strategic direction and that strategic intent of where to go, um, then we may be wasting uh, that capability and that energy and that innovation. Uh, and I think you know what's going on in the world today, um, and and you know what happened. In March, where everybody's strategic plans went out the window, and we <laughs> exactly. had to realign. Right, you, know, you didn't have a choice. Uh, everybody had a pivot moment, um, and uh, and so when I talk about strategic a- a- agility, and we and we talk about um, the ability for an organization to realign around you know the the leader's intent and the leader's new goals. Um, that that's what we're really talking about from strategic ag- agility is to, to really make those pivots when the market changes, when something unexpected happened, or when you have a, a, a breakthrough innovation.
1: You know, what about, what happened, how do you provide coaching and support for someone who might be like me, who says, I, I, I am, I'm already agile and that might not um, be true or not.
3: Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, the the interesting thing about coaching executives and coaching leaders uh, is, um, you 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 can only coach somebody that wants to be coached. You can only help somebody that wants to to be helped. So if somebody says, "I'm already agile. Uh, my company's already uh, working at, at a high performing level. We mm-hmm. have no problems," then. Yeah, you know, then then I'd probably turn the question, the conversation around, and start learning from them and and yeah. learning from you, asking you, well, how did you do that, and and what can I take yeah. and, and help people with, right? So uh, so right, with our customers, uh, you know, they've recognized that there's an opportunity to to do something better, and they've recognized that uh, that they want to learn new ways of doing things from people who've been there and um, and done it before. Um, so that's really the the first step if there's not a problem then, well, then there's not I'm, really
1: I'm for us to work you know in. I was trying to be provocative there because I'm sure it's not true but I can tell you that one of the hardest things in my journey of being a leader is um being absolutely open to feedback and I mean, I work on that. Like, I want it. I work on it. I lean into it. I ask, right? I ask people for it. Wouldn't you say that, Jonathan? Yes,
2: I said you are a feedback machine. It's it always every time we talk. It's always like, what can I be doing better? How can I be more? You're always trying to course correct. It's true.
1: But it took me time on my journey. I mean, I've been leading people since I've been like 21, and it took me time to realize that that's the biggest gift that you really can get. And creating a culture where people really want to give you, feel safe enough to give you that kind of feedback.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. And leaders really need to create that culture right. and create that environment. Right. Um, and you know, when when our coaches engage with a new leader or a new executive, you know, one of the very first conversations we have is we we call it a permission to coach mm-hmm. conversation. Right. Like where where, where yeah. we specifically have a conversation of saying, you know, yeah. You know, we need to be able to have an open back and forth. We need to be able to, to give you feedback and tell right. you what's working, what's not working, both with you and in mm-hmm. your organization. Um, and, uh, and we have an open conversation about that, right? And if the answer is, uh, no, I'm not really open to that, just go and tell my teams what to do, eh, then we're probably not the,
1: you know, we're, we're probably not the organization that you're looking for. Yeah, right? but it's the biggest gift that you can get. I know we only have a few minutes left, but it's only, it's the biggest gift To be able to surround yourself with people who aren't going to just agree with you. Absolutely.
3: And unfortunately, um, even for leaders that, that try to create that environment, sometimes there's natural hesitancy among their team members. Right. Um, Right. And and especially when there's a, a, a leader kind of coming in and, uh, and assuming the leadership role in an organization, right. existing organization, right? Uh, right. It takes a, a, a long time for that trust to build and, and to maybe break out. It really down
1: does. It does. You know, Jonathan and I, we're going to wrap up, and this has been a great conversation. I know you've done a deep dive with Christopher Roosh before, Jonathan, right? Go to pghtech.org
2: and look for one mic stand. We completely nerd out for like 20 right. minutes on all things. Mm-hmm. Strategic I, ad- and I think this is the the time now to be really thinking about what agile rising can do for you because these are crazy times and they're not going to get any easier. And so having this agile mindset and running this, I think is so important. And I know Chris is a great guy. He'll definitely meet up and just talk about what's going on and figure out what's, what's, what's right for you. So is it was agile, rising.com. That's right.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Just, you know, um, people be open, be open. This is the time to be open. This is the only way, anyone's going to become better. So really appreciate you being on the show.
2: Thank I
3: you. appreciate you having me here. It was
2: great talking to you. Thanks,
3: Jonathan. Thanks, Audrey.
1: Thank you. Good
2: stuff. Hey, we're taking a quick break. We've got a ton more tech vibe coming your way, I swear. This is Jonathan Kirstein. And this is Audrey Russo. Check us out at the Pittsburgh Technology Council. We're at pghtech.org. Follow us on Twitter at pghtech. We'll be right back after this quick break. So glad you're spending your Wednesday evening here with us on Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirstein And this is Audrey Russo. And so, Audrey, you know, our Tech Vibe Radio one mic stand has been on fire. We've had so much need for Tech Vibe, we had to create its own little sub-channel to tell all the stories. So if you go to pgh.org, there's a button there for one mic stand. And we, I've been talking to some really cool folks. Just I know. To, I know. It's so great. i having fun with it. And I caught up with Luke Skirman from Niche. Great.
1: They just raised a series C, right? Exactly.
2: 35 million bucks. I mean, that is- What
1: are they going to do with that, huh? I guess we got to stay tuned and listen.
2: Exactly. They're going to grow in scale. And I'm going to play a little excerpt from this. And you're going to check out what he's up to. And If you want to get the rest of it, go to pghtech.org. And you can see the whole thing with Luke. So lay back, stretch out, and listen to this segment with Luke Skirman. So why did you never leave Pittsburgh? What, what, what kept you in Pittsburgh? I mean, obviously, with, with your background and your smarts and your know-how, you can do whatever you want, wherever you want, right? And
4: <laughs> the biggest thing is just I, I, felt, I felt included here. I felt wanted. I felt people okay. supported. I felt people really wanted me to succeed. And, you know, if I went to New York or if I went to California, yeah, there's a lot of great entrepreneurship and, and things going on there. But this felt like a place where they were – they really wanted to lift people up and, and, and make people successful. And to feel wanted always felt, felt great. And uh, that was always big. And uh, the root of it was is, is the people. The people in Pittsburgh are honest, they're sincere, they're hardworking, and I've always really connected with them in a big way.
2: I'm glad to hear that. That's what I want to hear, and I want to hear more of that. So hopefully Pittsburgh is starting to do some of those right things to keep people here and make them feel welcome and, and included and everything like that. So give us a background real fast. I think what, one of your first companies, if it was not the first, was College Prowler. Am I correct?
4: Yeah. And, and, and so just to clarify, um, so college, some of the early work in College Prowler has actually led to the work that we're doing today with, with Niche. And, um, and, and, and so um, College Prowler went on its own journey from mm-hmm. book publishing to a paid subscription model to being free. And then that led us to to really building niche where we wanted to do more than just coverage on just colleges. So now we have coverage on um, colleges. So those are community colleges, those are trade schools, those are online colleges, those are grad schools, but we also now have coverage on Hundred and twenty thousand through twelve schools: okay. kindergartens, middle schools, high schools, private schools, charter schools, wow. religious Good schools.
2: <laughs> got every
4: neighborhood and suburb in the country as well. Then you got it
2: covered, man. <laughs> That's a lot. Of
4: trying. These are big. These
2: are big decisions, and people need help. Yeah. You now, I <laughs> noticed on Mitch's site, there's a lot with neighborhoods as well, too, right?
4: Yeah. Um, so what we found is that when you're thinking about making a school choice. It's often you're often thinking about a real estate choice, usually at the same time that the price of a home is often correlated to the quality of the school district. If you're thinking about your son or daughter's education, oftentimes you're also thinking about where you're living and, and, and those decisions are very interconnected and we wanted to cover both of those decisions for sure. Gotcha. Gotcha.
2: Very cool. So I just love the idea that obviously this is, it's, this roots of niche goes right back to the, the, the college prowler. Day. Oh, absolutely. You know, back when you started that, that was a very unique thing. No one had ever done that. You were definitely a first mover in that market space. But that vibe continues and you see value of expanding that with new technologies and stuff that we have going on today. So when was the official start of saying, I'm starting niche and this is going to roll um, out? We're going to start building and scaling this thing? Niche really.
4: Itself, the idea, the concept uh, was 2013. Okay.
2: Very cool. And from there to how how big is the company now?
4: So today we're 125 full-time employees um, and we're growing fast. We're continuing to hire um, and we're doing, we're doing well. Yeah. We're the largest site in the United States for choosing schools uh, in the country.
2: Very cool. And so what I think it's so cool about that. Like you said before, this goes back to these are very important decisions that people are making. They're deciding where they're going to live based on where they're going to send their kids to school. So like they need to know what's up and you're now, you're becoming like that clearinghouse for that to happen. So tell us how that. Yeah. Was. I mean, yeah, like, so, so again, four.
4: if I came from San Francisco and I went to Carnegie Mellon, that decision changed my life. I spent four years of my life there. I made my friends. It led to career. Yeah. Choosing that college was an important moment. And now choosing that right You know, elementary school for my son, Mm -hmm. that's a decision that's going to impact our family for for probably 10 years. But we really believe that um, education choices are some of the most important, most life defining, most expensive decisions that you'll make. You know, there's 70 million students in schools across the country. It costs more than a trillion dollars a year to educate our Americans. It's one of the largest industries in the country. And, right. and the education sector as a whole has kind of underinvested in, in digital. Um, they've still used a lot of traditional marketing, whether it's direct mail or radio or TV. I
2: like, and you've like seen the other fire coming right to my house.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and you've seen some of these under other industries, whether it's, travel like a TripAdvisor or yelp with small business there's other industries have transformed and education um it, it, it's under a big change right now and we want to help accelerate what was already happening in a bigger way and you're going to see that even more fully in, in this pandemic that we're going through right now where you can't visit schools in the same way and there are already a lot of families that you're seeing the SAT and the ACT, you know, being canceled till the fall. Um, there's a lot of ways that people are are changing the way that they're thinking about school selection process. And, and we're at the center of all that right now.
2: I never thought about that. Yeah. With the pandemic, how that's changing everything in this regards and how niche fills that niche. <laughs> it's a large niche. It's not quite a niche. It's like a gigantic gap <laughs> as, as far as it is. So, wow, that's has to be, so I'm, I'm assuming obviously, you know, your investors are very excited about this. I mean, which is which is why, like, I think you've won the largest raises in Pittsburgh in the, in the past few years at thirty-five million bucks. Mm-hmm. Which I love it when companies do that because it goes to show the rest of the world that yes, there are Luke Skirman's of the world here in Pittsburgh building really transformative companies, and that you can invest here. Um, so obviously, I mean, they're looking to help you scale and grow. How, how is this money moving you guys forward to to meet this really unique opportunity in the market space right now?
4: Sure. I mean, just in the U.S. alone, we believe that. There's 40,000 schools that we can partner with, and today we have 1,500 school clients in the U.S. So we're feeling we're still really early days, but um, yeah, there's a lot of headroom, there's a lot of upward mobility. But we're we're raising this money to really seize this opportunity, to be aggressive, to to go after this, to be bold right now. But we're we're scaling up engineering, we're scaling up our product, we're scaling B2B marketing, we're scaling up sales. There's this big opportunity and it's just time to go right now. They're, the nice. metrics are good. The, the, the market size is real. And we're very excited to be that company that really is helping schools in a meaningful way and helping students and parents in a really significant way make
2: these really complex decisions. Using lead, leading edge Pittsburgh built technology to do that nonetheless. just makes it extra cool as far as that is. And so you're hiring, which I think is fantastic. And it's weird in Pittsburgh right now, there's a lot of people that don't have jobs, but there's companies like yours that are hiring like nuts. What are some of the key positions? Obviously software engineers you're talking about. What else are you guys hiring for these days?
4: Um, product management. There's a lot on B2B marketing. We have a director of growth marketing, director of account management, director of product marketing. Um, there's, there's a lot on engineering. Um, yeah, I, I would say that there's... Um, there's definitely, if you go to hiring.niche.com, you can yeah. see all the
2: jobs posted there. I think there's over 20 jobs posted right now. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's just so amazing. That's so amazing. So what's been the craziest thing about, obviously, pandemic hits, big, large round of funding comes in. It's like the pressure's on. Like you guys start building and scaling, and yet we're using new technologies to stay connected, even though we're not in the office. I'm sure this has probably been one of the more trying times in your in your. Uh, career history, you know, building and growing companies.
4: You know, one of the things that we always pride ourselves on is, is you have to be adaptable to change and, and change is inevitable and you can never stop change. And we've seen so much, whether it's the college prowler days to rebranding from college prior to niche, or it's, you know, there's so much I could go through all the iterations of the business and Absolutely. what we're seeing right now and kind of being a distributed workforce today where we're completely remote. We've been, I think this is week, 12? I can't yeah, even keep know. We've track of the weeks anymore. All, <laughs> um, <laughs> all of our plants are dead right now. Let's just, let's just face it, right? <laughs> and, and, and we have absolutely nailed that on the fly. I think we're working incredibly effectively. There's always ways to improve and get better, but we were a company that really showed up to the office every day in the strip district. That's who we were. And we're, we're rethinking that very quickly, but we're still having huge impact. We're still moving really fast. We're still selling well. We're still shipping out features for our users, for the schools. Um, I would say that's the biggest change right now
2: is, is, is being completely virtual right now, completely distributed. Very cool. Very, I see that. I'm hearing that from so many tech companies where they're like, you know what? we're not missing a beat. They already have their self-distributed. They know how to work that way. I mean, so do you see yourself as you return back, like, like, like being more distributed still, like, like not necessarily having a full office staff all the time or just being able to keep people where they want to be? I mean, we are a
4: Pittsburgh company and we're going to have a Pittsburgh office. I I think the key is we trust our employees. We want to empower them. We want to provide them that flexibility is some people after this whole process said, you know what whether it's post vaccine whether it's it's whatever if they say you know what i'm just happier and more productive working from home great we're going to support that yeah. if um if they say you know what i'm in this weird environment with these roommates and i can't take it anymore okay. and i want to come back into an office we, we wanna want to support that as well. exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> so i i think we want to support wherever our employees are going to be happy wherever they're going to be productive wherever they want to work is what yeah. we want to do i think though that if I had to give a sense, my prediction is that a lot of employees are going to continue working more in a distributed manner. And maybe the Pittsburgh employees will come in one, two days a week is my sense. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's how I see this playing out. But, but it really remains to be seen.
2: See, Audrey, I told you, Luke's a cool dude. Am I not mistaken?
1: It's great. He's been at this for quite a long time. So it's really exciting. He has, you know, he's been running a marathon, not a sprint. And, and I just, so it's great to see the resources that he's going to need and bring to the table and keep it here in Pittsburgh. And
2: he loves being here in Pittsburgh. It has kept him here. He can wherever he wants. And he says he loves Pittsburgh, as you can tell from that clip. So, and Audrey, another tech vibe under our belt. We're coming back next week with a ton more stories, are we not?
1: Oh, yes. We'll be there. Absolutely. Hang tight. This is Jonathan Kirsten,
2: And this is Audrey Russo. Great evening, everyone. And go to pghtech.org to learn more about the
0: Tech Council.